Hey folks, it's Jeff Wenzel from the Woodshed Agency, and you are listening to Successfully Funded. Let's turn it up. Turn it up. Yeah! All right, crowdfunders. How's everybody doing out there in crowdfunding land? So before we get started, I just want to go ahead and start off by saying I had the hardest time recording that intro. I could not remember how I start the shows. I couldn't do it. My head is in such a weird fog. I don't know what's going on, man. I, you know, from the Facebook feeds, the the news stories, the constant notifications, the client drama, the agency drama, the kid drama, the wife drama. I'm looking for a timeout here, people. So, man. I got. I mean, I, I know that that intro, and I think that intro even felt weird. It felt weird when I was saying it, and I don't know why. It wasn't coming off natural, and I've, yeah, I've done a hundred of these things, so I, I get what I'm doing here. But man, is there a weird funk going around this house? So I'm going to try to break it. Let's try to break it all together. Maybe we can all get in a nice big circle. We can kumbaya this a little bit, and maybe we can all just. <sighs> that was a good, good big deep breath, wasn't it? Felt pretty good about it. Felt pretty good. So, what are we doing here? Well, the episode, you know, successfully funded the podcast. The whole reason I do this is I want to talk to project creators while their campaigns are active, or while, or at, right after their campaign, right. So that way we're getting the most up to date information. So that we're, you know, if you're thinking about running a campaign, you're you're you know you're listening to this, and hopefully you're getting info of, of what somebody did a month ago, two months ago, three months ago, whatever it might be, or what they're doing right now in the middle of a campaign. That sort of um, you know, that sort of up and down wave. So, so that's why we do this here. So, on today's episode, uh, this is one of this is probably one of my favorite um, campaigns I've ever seen. Uh, I, I really, really dug this campaign. Um, so, we're going to be talking to Zeev Met- Meltzer. Meltzer. Zeev Meltzer. That's a tough name again for me, but I got it. I think I did all right. Um, and uh, we're going to be talking about the Simple Happy Kitchen Illustrated Guide. Uh, Zeev is a vegan, and he's all about health, all about you know creating a better you know sustainable life for ourselves. Um, you know, getting a little less dependent on animals for everything. You know, um, trying to save the earth a little bit. Maybe maybe uh, my kids can you know grow up and breathe uh, the air. So you know, so he's he's made this really great book, and it's so fun. It was hard to. It's kind of hard to describe in the in the interview. It's hard for me to describe it, but I'm telling you guys, go over to Kickstarter right now and Google simple or put in the search or Google whatever you gotta do. Put in simple happy kitchen. I think you're gonna see what I'm talking about. Great illustrations, fun book. It's light. It's it it definitely will. Um, your kids will want to pick this up and look at it. Totally cool book, and uh, I am going to back this project here. This is a uh, you know Jeff Wenzel's gonna back this. I think this would make the Wenzel life better. So go check that out, man. And uh, you're, the interview that's coming up in, in just a couple minutes here, I think you're going to really dig as well. So a couple things here. What is going on over here at One Wenzel Way? Well, I, I think you guys, I'm hoping you guys go check me out. I'm over on another podcast. Um, yeah, that's right. I cheat on this podcast with another podcast. So um, you guys can go ahead and, and leave the comments on Facebook and whatnot. But um I'm on a, I'm over on a podcast called um, uh, Stand, or it, well, it's called the Standcast, but it's for the magazine Stand, the magazine for men who give a damn. So I'm on there almost once a week or so, and it's you know it's three dads from my neighborhood here, um, and we talk about what's going on in the world and 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 raising our children and. And, and last night, I, we, we recorded an episode last night. That's why it's fresh in my mind as I'm recording this intro here Thursday. And it was a really good conversation last night. I came home, um, f- you know, feeling good about things. And, and, and it was good to just sort of vent out these sort of general frustrations that we're feeling in the world here um, with, you know, with three people who are like-minded and you can open and have a good conversation. So that happened last night. Other thing I'm excited about, man, tonight is Dad's Beer Night. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm going to escape for a hour and a half to two hours and i'm gonna drink a beer with other guys yeah pretty sweet huh it's what we call my own time you know it's it's i get about two hours a month so it's great you know other than that i'm i'm constantly on so i got that going for me but so that's tonight too so we got a 
jam-packed Thursday. Jam-packed Thursday. But yeah, so uh, so I woke up this morning with um, I think I think there's something that I have to like address for the entrepreneur community, right? Um, there's definitely seems that there's there's a, a a touch of this in the air, and we're gonna call this the unicorn factor. I might have to have a couple, uh, maybe I'll come up with a better term later, but we're gonna call it a unicorn factor. So what this you what this is is the sort of absolute delusion of what you think you're doing in this world, right? Like, yes, we get it. You can have an impact on the world. I think this podcast has, a, has an impact to the people that listen to it. I think what we do at Woodshed has an impact uh, on people and, and what, what, what's in this world. But we measure that with some humility. <laughs> and the, for the last three weeks, I've been courting a guy to uh, get him on board here over, over the Woodshed camp. And he has a pretty big idea. There's no doubt about it. It's a big idea. And I like big ideas, right? Everything's, I have a big idea. Everybody, you know, it's good to have a big idea. But when you become a unicorn is when you disconnect yourself from reality of what the world is, right? You know, how people behave on Facebook, how long something takes, um, how quickly you can get, you know, you know, make a video and, and create this sort of brand. And a lot of times, I, I, I'll tell you, most of my conversations when I'm, I'm in this sort of phase is just getting people to realize the time factor in the equation of building something. Everybody is, the, the default setting for everybody is, hey, I know I'm talking to you today. It's October 6th uh, or 5th, whatever today is. I don't even know, October 5th. Um, do you think we can have our entire campaign launched by December 1st? And do you think by like December 3rd, we could raise maybe, I don't know, like $300,000 by that day? See, that's when that stuff comes off of you as a project creator, that's when you become a unicorn. That's where the person, and I'm, I'm saying this as general advice, that's when the person sitting across from you tunes you out. Because that tells me that you haven't researched anything. That tells me that you are in absolute delusion land you know not only the fact is then the next equation will always be well i don't really have the budget to do you know to spend a hundred thousand dollars in facebook ads you know in, in the month of november i don't have it and then it comes down to when you when you leave almost unicorn land and you land into um an alien land i don't even know like whatever's further away than 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 unicorn maybe there are aliens so maybe that's a bad example is when you discount you know, the world data, right? So an example of this would be, um, we're going to call this, I, I, I want to call this guy douchebag, but we're not going to call him. We're going to call the unicorn. The unicorn was on the phone with me last night. And, I'm, you know, we're bringing up, hey, I understand that you want to get this thing launched quickly and, and, and do all this stuff. But you do realize that, you know, we've got the holidays. We've got Black Friday. We've got Thanksgiving in the middle of this. We've got Christmas coming up. Do you think that your product is going to have the marketing budget to compete with the world, the world, right? Everybody and their mother is running Facebook ads or Instagram ads or Reddit ads, whatever it might be. Therefore, when we're, you know, when we're running our ads, we're competing against that. And we're competing for people's time and, and their money in this sort of equation, right? It's an equation. And when you, when you as, a, as the project creator or somebody who's creating something, when you dismiss the sort of world influence, you know, you completely tune out. So what happens is, as the guy sitting across from you being excited, and this would be what I'm doing, every time you sort of cross these milestones of delusion, you know, you lose us, right? You lose the people. So you go from like, okay, 100%, man, I'm on board, I want to do this. Then you say something stupid and you're at 80% and then you're at 70%. And at some point, once you're like, oh, well, I don't think it should matter. I don't think you know Black Friday will have any impact on, on what I'm working on. At that point, that's where I have to tell you that I'm, I'm, I'm tuned out. I'm gone. And then what's nice is then the next morning you get an email from certain somebody and, and they tell you that you're wrong about a bunch of stuff. So you just go, okay, cool. Um, and you just have to move on. So that scenario may have also created my funk outside of all the other stuff. So I, I, I appreciate that I'm giving some time and hopefully you listeners are listening to me and hopefully I'm doing a, a good enough job of explaining you can't be a unicorn, right? There is no scenario where you just magically without having, you know, oh, here's the other thing. Let me back up real quick. You also need, when you come to somebody, you should have some of your ducks in a row. I think that's got to be a new precedent that I'm setting here over at Woodshed. If you come to me and you say, yeah, I don't really have a business name. I don't really have a logo yet. I don't have a style guide. 
I don't have a website. I don't have a Facebook account, Instagram. I haven't built anything yet. But if, you know, in the next four weeks, if you could just raise me $25,000 or $250,000, do you think that's possible? That's a tough one. That's... (laughs) It's a real tough one. So, all right. Well, I appreciate you guys letting me rant a little bit. It was good to get that out of my system because uh, I, I've had I've had you know the last eight hours of just bonkerness, and it's good to it's good to vent. And I appreciate you guys letting me vent. That's that's one of the good things about this episode. And hopefully, I'm giving you some feedback. If you're that project creator who is, you know, stuck a little bit in delusional land, stop doing that. Right? Stop doing that. Here's the reality check: is it takes time to build your product. It takes six months. You don't just make a. You don't just make one video and go. Ah, everything's glorious. Ah. Doesn't work like that, people. It doesn't work like that. Trust me. Please trust me. It takes some time. All right. Okay. Enough of that. Why don't we get into the good stuff? I. I. I, I don't know. Maybe I didn't do a good job on this intro because I probably got you guys all hyped up to hear my talk about simple happy kitchen, and then I went on a rant, you know, about stuff. So. So like I said, call the actions. Let's talk about our CTAs. Those are the important part of this podcast. If you like the podcast, go over and leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're listening to this. That would be great. Thank you very much. Tell a friend if you like the podcast. Go tell somebody about this thing, right? Go tell somebody. That would be awesome. Also, go check me out over on the Standcast. Go to iTunes, search Standcast. Find me over there. Um, we're, we're talking about um, maybe some deeper issues in the world, and I think we've got some pretty good uh, good conversations going on over there. So go check out, go check me out over there. And last but not least, go Google Simple Happy Kitchen. Go check them out. Get this book. Support, uh, support, support Kickstarter. Support local business. Support small business. Support all that stuff. So all right, let's go ahead and kick my conversation with Zeev. I couldn't sleep for weeks It's been so cold I gave her a soul I bloomed up out of her Like a rose Alright, Steve. So I've uh, hit the record button So that means the uh, red light's on And this is now where all the pressure starts to be building Can you, uh, can you feel the pressure now? I can, I can I'm actually can. really excited <laughs> Cool Well, let's start off with a quick, with a quick sound check um, So what'd you have for breakfast this morning? Um, it was actually just like bread and vegetables. I'm vegan. Okay. Bread and vegetables. What kind of vegetable? Uh, there was cucumber there and tomato. What, what, uh, sorry, what was the first one? Uh, cucumber. Oh, cucumber. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, and tahini, of course. Okay. Is uh, breakfast a big part of your life? Do you always, ha- always eat breakfast or did I catch you on a uh, rarity? No, no, I always eat breakfast, otherwise I can't do anything. Okay, you can't function then. All right, good, 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 cool. Yeah. Awesome, all right, well, I think we're sounding good. Why don't we go ahead and jump right into it, if, if you're good. Sure. Awesome, awesome. Well, why don't you start with, why don't we tell my listeners um, what you are currently raising money for uh, over on uh, Kickstarter? Uh, sure, so uh, we are raising money for a book uh, that's going to be in a 100% illustrated guide, guide for um, plant-based nutrition. Um, yeah, so, so we've been working on uh, this project for the last year, um, and we can't, get, can't wait to get the book published. Uh, we're really excited about that's it. That's cool. Well, let's, let's dive into it. So what is the book um, that, that you're working on? Uh, yeah, let's dive in. So the book is um, actually an illustrated guide, uh, which means uh, that we take boring tables with numbers <laughs> nobody understands uh, and turn them into uh, cute characters um, and in a visual uh, language that helps everyone relate uh, to these facts. So um, it's a guide that's meant for grown-ups and kids and immature grown-ups, etc., um, and basically everyone wants to, um, try or go vegan, uh, or go mm-hmm. plant-based, uh, let's say. Um, so yeah, we, we take these facts, uh, whether it's numbers, uh, about sources of, uh, protein, calcium, iron, etc. Um, but also, uh, facts about, um, uh, vitamins and other nutrition and the effect of, um, our 
diet, um, meat eaters mm-hmm. and others, uh, on the environment and animals. So it's like a guide about everything that relates to the way we eat, what we eat, and uh, how it relates to other parts of our lives. Yeah. Now, you know, it, it, is it like a cookbook at all? Or is it, I mean, you, you wouldn't describe it anything like that, right? There's not like recipes and stuff, correct? Uh, yeah, so it's not going to be just a regular cookbook. Uh, it will include just a few recipes, you know, just for the sake of giving examples. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to be more than that. Uh, think about even um, tips on how to store um, ingredients, etc. So, yeah, it's, it, it will include... Uh, I, I hope to get in, in touch with a few famous chefs mm-hmm. around the world, uh, vegan ones, of course, Um and give examples of how easy and tasty it can be um, to go vegan. So, yeah, I hope to, to include a few recipes. That's cool. That's cool. So inside of this book, I mean, in your mind, who is, kind of, who is your target audience? Is it something that you're trying to convince people to all become vegan? Or is it just more along the lines of like, hey, it's healthy. It's good for the, the environment. It's good for you. It's, it's got all these, these benefits. Um, so that's a great, great question. I'll start by, by saying that I'm, I've been vegan for the past uh, nearly eight years. And I'm a vegan activist, but in, in my own way, like animal rights activist, and I urge people to go vegan. Um, the purpose of this project is to appeal to anyone who wants to mm-hmm. listen. Uh, not necessarily vegans, and I'm trying not to convince those who are already convinced. Uh, but I am trying to reach more and more people and show them how easy it is to go vegan, uh, or not even vegan, um, just reduce uh, whatever um, dairy products and meat products that you consume, and you'll make me and millions of other animals happy. Um, so, yeah, and in, in, in uh, we're almost try- also trying to um, help kids, uh, realize how fun and tasty it can be to um, to eat vegetables. You know, our parents always uh, fight <laughs> with their kids uh, to convince them. Uh, so yeah, so we heard from uh, quite a few parents um, that they find it easier for for them to talk with their kids and and convince them to have vegetables for dinner um, by using our our uh, illustrations, which is fun and, and, and amazing to me. Um, yeah, so we're, we're basically trying to appeal to anyone who is even slightly inter- interested um, in the effect of uh, what we eat on the environment, the animals, whatever. Not necessarily, Actually, we don't even mention the word vegan almost anywhere. Um, yeah. Uh, well, is there a reason for that? Is there like a, you know, the, is it the negative, is there a negative connotation to it? Is it something that you think just turns people off or, or what do you think it is? Um, actually I do. Um, you know, I'm not, I think I mentioned that already twice or three times already. Uh, I'm vegan and I'm going to say it again and again. Uh, but, uh, but I can totally understand why some people, uh, can be turned off by, by this term because it does have, it still does have a negative, um, Mm -hmm. connotation, if that's the word. Um, and, and again, my kind of activism is trying to show others how easy it is. And, uh, you know, I'm not trying my best to find food. I'm so happy with what I eat and I eat all kinds of um, uh, foods and I eat burgers and, um, you know, omelets. They're made mm-hmm. of um, chickpea, um, well, but... Uh, yes, I, I believe that saying that we uh, we are vegans we might turn off some people and on the other hand might um, draw vegans only to listen to that. So yeah, the, that's my kind of activism. That's cool. Well, so what happened eight years ago? What what made you flip and decide to be a vegan? Oh, um, actually, my partner became vegan and and he's the one who cooks in the house. So, okay. <laughs> so it was forced, huh? <laughs> yeah, but, um, and, and I do the dishes, you know. That, okay, that's, right, right. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, over the years, um, he, uh, he became vegetarian and then vegan, and mm-hmm. so, so did I following him. But I think something else happened along the way. Um, 
the rise of social media and specifically um, Facebook as a social network, people get uh, more and more exposed to. It helped um, other activists um, show what what's really going on behind the scenes. Um, and if advertising until just a few years ago uh, was almost the only way that people get exposed to brands, um, now the the people on social uh, social networks have the power uh, to show their own side of the story. Sure. So um, just a few years ago, I started being exposed to um, horrifying videos uh, from starter houses, and you know, with time, I got access to more and more information, and I got exposed to um, lectures uh, that I otherwise wouldn't have seen. Um, so yeah, I think it's a combination of my partner going vegan and me being um, exposed to more and more information about this subject. Sure. So, yeah. well, I mean, was there any sort of um, like what was that sort of transformation when you're kind of for your body, for your mind, um, kind of getting? How do you start to get those new habits formed? Um, you know, was that a big challenge at all? Um, great question. Actually, the only thing that was really, really hard for me to give up was cheese, uh, because I'm a true cheese we lover. Do, we love the cheese here uh, at the Wenzel House. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I bet. Um, other, um, other things were, weren't that difficult um, for me to, to give up. Um, I must say that I, uh, since going vegan, I do uh, feel lighter and healthier. Um, I, and I feel, I must say that I feel free of guilt, if that's sure, something sure. No, that others can relate to. Um, again, it's not only our choice, but our choices affect other, uh, human beings and other, um, animals. And me taking this step actually released me of, um, guilt mm-hmm. feelings. Um, so yeah, and, and with time, it it became more and more easy for me um, to find um, uh, vegan dishes in restaurants, at least where uh, I live and where I spend uh, most of my time. Um, so yeah, it, it's like I'm happy. You know? That's good. That's awesome. Well, yeah, we're at, we are a vegetarian house over here. My kids don't eat meat. My, either does my wife. I still sometimes have to dive in and have a. Uh, have a good old cheeseburger once in a while. Those are those are challenging for me um, to, to fully give up a, a good burger. I believe in you. I believe in you. Take your yeah, time. Yeah, but you know, but 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 we're definitely a conscious house about it. We talk about it. You know, we've watched a lot of the same sort of documentaries, or you know, my um, you know, we're we're about animal rights. You know, we just you know, and the, and the practices of what's happening to this earth because of the amount of like meat we need. I mean, even in our house. I mean, I, I, I'll still eat meat, but like it might be once a week, you know, <laughs> you know, or twice a week. So yeah. It's not some, you know, consistent thing where it's like, oh, I need to eat three times a day. And, um, you know, so it, it definitely is, is, um, it does make you feel that sort of lighter. It does make you feel that sort of, um, you know, yeah, I think, you, I think you said it correctly. It's just where your conscious is, is cleaner, you know, it's just. Uh, I, I know that this animal didn't suffer for, you know, whatever it is, live in a cage or whatever the heck it, the stories might be. So yeah. that's awesome. So w- where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up um, in Israel, um, in the north part of Israel. I'm now in Tel Aviv uh, for the last few years. Uh, but I spent my time um, also in Berlin and San Francisco. I traveled back and forth. Uh, yeah. Um, all three cities, uh, San Francisco, Berlin, and Tel Aviv, are so um, uh, vegan-friendly, which is amazing to me. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's good when there's um, you know, places to eat and stuff like that. It's, uh, there's, uh, we have actually a, a vegan restaurant right in uh, – I live outside of Detroit, and we have one right in our downtown, which is, which is just awesome. I mean, my, my wife and I go up there quite a bit because it's, it's amazing how good their food is, and it just feels so – so like you know just light and just it's just such it's great and it it kind of reinforces that man i wish i could cook like this at home all the time because it does take some work you know it's 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 easier to just slap some meat on a bun and eat it you know um 
you know, it takes, it takes some time, I feel like. So, uh, but, but yeah, so, so growing up there, like what did your parents do, uh, when you were growing up? Um, my parents had nothing to do with what I do today. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, originally I'm a designer and I now, uh, run startups. Um, my parents, uh, my mom was an accountant and my dad, uh, was in, uh, operations. Uh, yeah. So I grew up into this. So now, uh, but were they healthy conscious? Did they talk about, you know, did, or did they just eat whatever and who cares? Um, actually, no, I, I grew up <laughs> drinking Coke. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, but they are way more aware today. Um, you know, they're getting old mm-hmm. and they listen a bit more than they used to. Right. And, and I make my voice heard. So, yeah. That's cool. So for our listeners who can't see this, uh, you, you just mentioned that you're a designer. I mean, the, the look of this book, the look and the feel of everything, you've created a unbelievable brand around it. Like it just... It feels, it's hard to describe, obviously, for the listeners, but you guys got to go check out the Kickstarter page because what you've done is you've created a very light feeling, very fun. I can totally see how, I mean, my daughter just sprinted by. You might have heard her a second ago. You know, it caught her eye uh, with your, because your, your Kickstarter is up on my iPad. So, you know, what was kind of the strategy behind kind of how, how you laid out this book, how you laid out the designs, and what was your thoughts behind it? Uh, first, thank you so much. I, I got to say that uh, the brilliant um, the illustrator behind these characters is, is Mickey, uh, Mickey Motes. Um, the, the process was quite easy, actually, because uh, Mickey always used his illustrations um, to convey messages, and I use my design skills uh, to convey other messages. And um, working together, we actually got to a point where we used his illustrations and my design skills to work on one subject that was really close to our heart. Um, it actually uh, started from a simple poster about um, uh, protein sources. Um, so Mickey did all these uh, cute illustrations of um, vegetables and fruits and uh, uh, other sources of protein uh, from, the, from plants. Um, and it got mm. viral. It was shared to um, more than um, one and a half million people around the world. Uh, and they asked for more and more information. So he moved to, um, to uh, sources of iron and then to sources of calcium. And these three posters, again, they, they went extremely viral. Um, and from there, people actually asked for more and more information. And we didn't plan on doing a book. Um, but we were then asked for um, more information that we couldn't share on Facebook. So um, they started asking. And actually, it was the crowd who asked hmm. us to do a full book. Uh, so it's is the best way. To me. Um, huh. Yeah. And, and visual-wise, we, we tried to keep everything really, really simple and cute and appealing, uh, again, to both kids and mm-hmm. uh, grown-ups. Um, and we, we tried to... You know, take take all these uh, scary tables of numbers and turn them into little bits of information that anyone can actually understand. Uh, so the whole philosophy behind the, the visual language and, and the general concept is uh, to simplify and and to make sure that the information is appealing and and accessible for everyone because the information is out there. Uh, we didn't invent anything new, uh, but what we do take, and what we do is is take this information and make it accessible for as many right, people as we right. can. That's our main goal. Yeah, and you've definitely done that. I mean, it, it feels as soon as you go to the Kickstarter page, it feels accessible. It doesn't feel stuffy. It doesn't feel you know looking down your nose, going, "I can't believe you would eat that." You know that. And I think that's a stigma that's around a lot of us. I mean, we deal with it here. My, my parents, I, they just can't fathom that we're, we're not feeding my kids a full bunch of meat every day. Like, they just can't, you know, like, how could you do that? It's like, what? <laughs> you know, you know and, I, and I think that's a part of it. I think that's, you know, and that stigma around it, which makes no sense, but whatever, you know, it's a part of it. So, you know, so as you're kind of putting this all together, was there a moment that, I mean, maybe maybe you already described it when the crowd kind of chimed in on it. But, you know, was there just a moment where you're like, we have to go do this? And then 
how did you get over to Kickstarter to do it as opposed to maybe just you know launching this a different way? Um, for the first, first question about that moment, um, I think it was a process. There wasn't a single moment. It was getting more and more people uh, giving their feedback and asking for more information. So there wasn't a specific moment. There was a moment I remember that Mickey told me that he wants to say to uh, set up a Kickstarter Kickstarter campaign, and I was like, "But but why?" Um, I, I do remember that moment, um, and and his answer was was pretty pretty simple. Um, if you see what I did there, simple. Um, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't that funny. Anyways, um, the the. The the reason we went um, we did we chose to do crowdfunding um, at Kickstarter was because of two reasons. Uh, first, as um, single creators, you know we don't have a huge uh, publisher behind us. We have no one, so we do everything ourselves. So uh, first, crowdfunding is it, it felt like the right thing to do uh, to self-publish this book. But there was um, there was another reason, uh, which is even stronger to me. Um, first, the idea of this book came from the crowd, uh, and that means a lot to us. Uh, and the second reason is that we wanted, you know, crowd, um, going on Kickstarter was way more than just raising funds. Um, it's having the, the the crowd and our backers in um, involved in choosing the content for this book. And uh, once the campaign ends, we'll have people um, send a survey where they can decide and vote on what's going to be in the book. Uh, So, you know, it's not about Mickey and I publishing a book. It's about appealing to more and more people, as I said already. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it's not about raising funds necessarily. It's about getting everyone involved in this amazing process. Um, and, and the Kickstarter campaign has been such a huge success, uh, and Mickey and I are overwhelmed with the amazing feedback and, and the fundraise that, uh, oh my God, that, that was such an awesome decision. That's so cool. Was there a moment, uh, at all where, you know, did you have any sort of like, um, you know, blockers or anything that you just couldn't get through or was there, were you, were you held up on anything like something you just couldn't do? Um, nothing I can think of actually. We, uh, we took the time to, uh, research everything in advance and, um, you know, <laughs> working with, um, um, external manufacturers, uh, from China, for example, mm-hmm. has been a bit of a hassle, but we got through that as well. Uh, so we really took the time uh, to do everything right and to um, invest enough time in whatever we needed. Um, we did um, we did invest a lot of time and money in creating a community around this uh, project uh, ahead of launching on Kickstarter. Um, it wasn't easy, but it was um, extremely. Um, um, I, I was extremely happy to see thousands and dozens of thousands of people uh, getting together as a community before this project uh, launched. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, th- that was quite a struggle, but uh, we passed. We passed it. Yeah, it was really good. Well, that sounds like a good jumping off point. Let's let's talk about the actual Kickstarter campaign. So, I mean, right now you're at yeah. uh, what was it? Uh, over a hundred thousand, correct? If I'm not mistaken. I'm I'm in looking at US dollar so. Yeah, you've you've crushed your goal quite a bit, so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and we're so th- thankful and grateful for all our backers. We honestly didn't expect that. That's cool. Amazing. Um, and, and what kind of you know you kind of hinted around a little bit, but but building that community or or sort of getting the 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 awareness going, what was happening? Um, you know. What did you guys do? Was it building a landing page? Was it running Facebook ads? Was it just all natural? Like, like how are you getting people excited? Uh, it was all, everything you mentioned and so much more. So for the past year, um, we created genuinely interesting content around uh, food, uh, plant-based, of course, around 
the environment around uh, animals, and we share that content um, on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Um, you know, just bits of information um, around all these topics, and throughout the the months, we gathered. Um, dozens of thousands of followers on all these uh, social networks. Uh, we did invest uh, a lot of money on uh, Facebook ads, uh, mainly. Um, but it was mainly around um, sharing content that was actually appealing uh, to our audience. And we built the community and the brand together. Um, so we got to a point where we launched a campaign with, again, dozens of thousands mm -hmm. of followers, uh, which was first a strategy, um, but second, an investment uh, of a year worth of work, if that makes sense. Sure. So. Yeah, no, no, it makes total sense. And, and it's, I, when we advise clients here on that sort of stuff, you know that investment that you made they're going to be around you for you know they could be around your you and your brand your company whatever you work on forever right like Definitely. they don't just go away so if you do a, another book or you do something down the road you have access to them that's why we always tell everybody it's so important to like you know you know create that audience it's, you know get those insiders going that's yeah i i I definitely agree, and there are two things here um we didn't just pay for ads we really, really took the time and invested in, in interesting content. Uh, so it was uh, hard work, uh, but it paid off first in this campaign, and, and Simply Happy Kitchen is way more than just this book and just this Kickstarter campaign. Uh, we plan to have uh, the book published all over the world and reach millions of people. And we mm -hmm. want to have uh, more products that will help uh, more people live uh, what we believe is a better life. So, yeah, we're definitely looking uh, on the long term and having this community around us um, was a good investment, uh, both financially, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, we can't hide that fact. Um, but but it gave us uh, strength and, and the motivation to keep going and think bigger and, and go bigger. Sure, sure. Is there is there anything that's been kind of weird in your uh, in your dashboard, or anything stand out? Like, wow, we've got a, New Zealand is big. You know, any, anything that's just <laughs> kind of kind of kind of uh, caught your eye at all? Um, I'm not sure. No, okay. Uh, and, and actually, uh, we, I, you know, I made an, uh, as a business development um, manager, I, I made some assumptions on which reward, uh, which pledge level is going to be uh, most popular, and I was way off, um, <laughs> but in a good way. Uh, I, I, I uh, assume that more people are going to go with the um, either no reward uh, pledge level or the $1, $1 euro pledge level, uh -huh. um, but that's actually um, the least popular one, yep. uh, so that surprised me. Um, other than that, um, we were, we were indeed actually surprised by how many, um, existing Kickstarter users, um, back the project, uh, as opposed to new ones. Um, I'm not sure whether it's good or bad. Uh, I think, uh, time will tell, but, um, it made me realize that, um, it's kind of obvious uh, to, to know and to say that uh, existing backers will be um, more willing to, to back new projects, mm -hmm. um, but I wasn't expecting that, uh, that kind of existing users. So, yeah, that, 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 that was actually quite a surprise. Uh, if I remember correctly, something like 65% of our uh, backers, uh, it's the at least second project that they back on Kickstarter. Um, yeah, and uh, I'm surprised by that because uh, when we planned our uh, audience and targeting, um, you know, we asked ourselves what are the odds that um, vegans or vegans-to-be or, um, you know, animal rights activists or whatever, what are the odds that they will be already on Kickstarter? And we got surprised. 
Um, I agree. I, uh, that, that's, I, to me, that sounds very surprising. I, I wouldn't have thought it to be that. Uh, that, that I, I figured you'd have just a good community outside of the Kickstarter community. But, but this, is, this is why, I, I mean, Kickstarter has a unique audience that is looking for cool things on here. And you know, if you make a good product and the crowd wants it, they, they, you know, they'll jump on board. And I think that's what you have here when you just, again, it goes back down to it looks a, like a very cool, fun project that you would be excited to have this book on your coffee table or in your, you know, your stack of books, you know, I think you'd be happy that it's here. So. (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, yeah, we worked really hard on, um, prior to launching the, the Kickstarter campaign, we worked really hard on first trying to think like our, um, like our backers, what would interest them, what would be appealing to them. And we did a lot of research on um, how to build, like, if there's such a thing, like the perfect Kickstarter campaign, uh, what would it be? Um, And and we gave it a lot of thought and uh, invested a lot of time in that. So, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. So what do you see for the next, you know, like five years or so for, um, you know, for the simple happy kitchen? What What do you see happening? Um, so <laughs> first we, we, and as I said, we want to get this book in the hands of millions mm-hmm. of people. Um, again, as, as vegan activists, um, that's my main goal. Uh, but we already work with, um, huge worldwide organizations, uh, to get this information into schools. Um, we truly believe that, um, it's a struggle that parents already um, have today, vegan or not, um, like convincing their kids uh, to, to eat a balanced diet, not necessarily vegan, but not only chocolate, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and not only junk food. Um, I'm all up for junk food, but I need to balance it with, um, with healthy diet. Uh, so going into schools and um, making this information accessible and appealing to kids uh, at an early age, that's definitely one of our goals for the next years. Um, and, you know, creating more more products. Um, we were pretty limited on what we can do in this Kickstarter campaign, so we went, um, so we did our best to, to create appealing rewards. But there's so much more we can do um, in the kitchen, uh, like kitchen um, accessories, um, and get this, get get more information accessible to more people, working with uh, nutrition specialists, working with chefs um, on um, on, uh, uh, cooking books, and so much more we can do. Um, So, yeah, we hope to have... um, you know, applications uh, about um, recipes and games that will help more people um, reach this interesting and fun, uh, fun to use content, cartoons, whatever. We can go anywhere. Sure, sure. I hope I answered no, no, your no, question. Are, are you familiar with uh, the Forks Over Knives? Have you seen them? Uh, I actually uh, saw it, yeah, yeah. Um, a while back. Uh, was amazing. Yeah, we, we try to subscribe to that model here at our house um, as much as possible. Oh, you know, wow. it, we're no, probably we were, about two week, two meals, two to three meals a week around that vibe, and then the rest of the time is when we had to get a pizza because we were running from a practice or something, you know, or whatever, you know. Just <laughs> you know, I couldn't make a stew all yeah, day. You Sorry, pizza. you know. Yeah, you gotta have pizza yeah. sometimes. It's like for, for, for exactly. The soul. It's good. It's good. <laughs> you know, so. I have. I think yeah. I got one more question, and this is for me particularly. How did you make the 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 stuff move on your Kickstarter page? Like how you how did you make all that movement? <laughs> is that you? Um, and th- th- that was Mickey's work. Actually, uh, we used animated gifs, um, which is a great way to draw attention to just what you need. Uh, Mickey is also an animator, not just an illustrator. Uh, so yeah, you know, we we picked uh, what we want to animate, where we want to draw uh, the backers' attention. Uh, we actually started with um, you know like a static page, and it didn't feel right. It didn't feel enough. 
Uh, it's, it's so good that I literally may have to get some contact info and hire you guys for, for my projects because yes. <laughs> I love it. It's like, and I've never, I've never seen this on a Kickstarter page. I mean, I've seen like, you know, traditional gifts of like, uh, you know, uh, whatever, a square gif of, of a toy doing something. But <laughs> how these were used to like make the page fun is just through the roof. I mean, yeah, he's got some talent there. Your, uh, Thank you. Thank partner. you so much. Yeah, what we wanted to achieve is not just a static book, uh, sorry, static page with tons of information. We want to give life to the characters and we wanted to use, we tried to use animations in order to um, to show how to use the book, what to expect, how to use the rewards. Um, you know, give, it, uh, give the page a personality that's more than just a, um, every other uh, Kickstarter page. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, we used Mickey's talent. He's extremely talented. I know I'm biased, but... <laughs> no, no, no. He, he's spot on. It, it's like, I, I'm just like, all right, I want this. How do, how do I get this? I want this look. I mean, because you did exactly what you said. You, this does not look like a standard Kickstarter page. Well, it, it has the Kickstarter elements, but it goes, it goes that next step up, and it's awesome. It really is awesome. So where can people dive into your world? Where can people find out more info? How, how do people dive in, into what you're building? Sure. So um, first we have our uh, website, which is uh, simplehappykitchen.com, uh, where you can find all, uh, all kinds of information, again, about the environment and animal rights and tips about egg replacements and other um, the posters I mentioned, mm-hmm. etc. Um, and we are gonna um, add more and more content to that uh, to that website where you can uh, download the posters uh, for free, etc. Um, but I think the main focus um, these days is on social media. Um, so we are, we have an active um, Facebook account and Twitter account and Instagram account where you can actually get the feel of what it is to. You know, to act like um, um, a vegetable. I don't know <laughs> if that makes sense, but but uh, some of the uh, support that we give, and uh, you know, uh, when we reply to users' questions, um, we we try to have fun uh, ourselves, and we try to make sure that our users have fun as well. Um, so you know, we we. Um, we had the chance to interview vegan celebs uh, for the book and for the website and uh, for the Facebook page, such, such as, um, for example, Dr. Michael Greger. Um, so, yeah, we, we try to... Um, mm-hmm. He's a guru, mm-hmm. by the way. Uh, so we try to, give, to show um, the character's personality, which is more or less um, the same as Mickey's personality and mine. Um, so yeah, you you there's so much more than just sure. the info, the, the the characters, and we do we do a lot of fun things. I hope uh, at least it's fun for us. Yeah, no, it looks like it. It, it looks like a fun project, and uh, as soon as I uh, get off this interview here with you, I'll, I'm sure my wife and I are going to buy uh, maybe buy the old book and coloring book plus three recipes. That seems like that'd be right in the old wheelhouse there. So oh, wow. thank great. you so much. No problem, man. It'd be awesome. So. Um, awesome. And, and, uh, do you guys have, you know, a Facebook or Instagram can, or can they get that through the website? Uh, it's all on our website okay. and it's the obvious. So it's like facebook.com slash simple happy kitchen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all on our website. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I appreciate you taking time out of a, I, I mean, it's a busy, busy time. You've got about a week to go in the campaign. You're crushing it. You're going to have a huge pile last week of the campaign as well. Um, I, but I just, I appreciate you taking time out of your day and talking to me and my listeners because it's a really cool project and I'm, I'm glad we could talk, man. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for the kind words and for having no me. No problem. All right. Have a great day, man. Thanks. Thanks. You too. Like it broke apart tonight. Every movement your lips make it harder. All right. That's how we do it. That is how we do the interviews here over. And that was a great one, man. Um, you know, I, I think we talked to, talked about a lot of great stuff in there about, you know, the, stere- the stereotypes that go with being a vegan and, and how you can't get your parents sometimes, which they're going to be up to date. Grandparents are coming up. So I want to listen to is a song called Syncopate. It's on the 2008 Sugar People record. It was a good one. This one got a little bit of airplay. Yeah, people like this one. So I'm going to shut up and let you guys listen to it so you guys can enjoy it. 
And uh, thank you guys for listening, and I'll talk to you all next week. What makes it Stop the clock That syncopates our love And the rhythm that makes my love for you never stop Stop.